Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Testing, testing. Okay. Happy Wednesday. Welcome and welcome back. Welcome to all my new people around the world and welcome back to all my old reliables. I appreciate you being here. Um, well, one thing I want to say before I uh, discuss what today's topic is, one thing I want to say is that I am always um, grateful for those people who tune in Um. I know sometimes I'm silly and a lot of times I'm serious, but uh, sometimes I do get silly, but I want you to know that um, everything I do on this platform is for all of our benefits, not only for mine, but for yours. Um, You know, um, I understand and I recognize and realize what my blessing is from the most high and what my ministry is. So that's what I try to um, put into all of my lessons and whatever else I upload. So I want you to know that. And um, this topic of discussion today is not a, uh, well, it's kind of a daily lesson, but it's also a um, food for thought. And the more things are happening today, the more I'm going to give you some more food for thought, simply because, I mean, it's it's a lot of stuff happening. It's a lot of stuff happening. So um, I'm going to do some food for thought in the form of various topics, like I did a couple of weeks ago. And like I said, the more I talk to people, the more I experience things myself, the more I feel like um, some people have to learn some lessons or there has to be some things in various topics that's going to hit a nerve or strike a chord with someone to bring them out of whatever they're doing and help them to change their mind and do an about face. So here's some topics that I want to discuss that may help somebody usually when I do stuff like that it just it's like this feeling of something is happening with somebody I may not know necessarily um, exactly what it is but somebody needs some kind of word or some kind of prompting to um, bring to mind what's happening to them or what's going to happen to them or what has been happening to them and try to get them to do an about face So I have some topics to discuss simply because these times call for it. Uh, When they present themselves, 
I must discuss them. So um, here are some topics um, I want to discuss. And hopefully this is some food for thought that will help somebody. Now, this is not in any particular order. And some of these things I said before, but I have to stress again, simply because people are not listening. They're not listening. And this is what our problems um, are collectively. We don't listen to nobody. We think we know everything. What happens when somebody um, thinks they knows everything or thinks they know everything? That means you can't um, teach them anything. So you don't deal with them. And the worst thing that could happen is somebody leaving you alone. Every day that we wake up, we are supposed to learn something. A baby can teach you something really. So always be humble. Don't think that you, you have enough knowledge that you could keep going on and nobody can't teach you nothing. A baby can teach you something. An animal could teach you something, an ant, a worm. They could all teach you something if you're humble enough to learn. Okay. All right. So I have some topics and it's 11 topics that I want to discuss. And hopefully we don't, uh, we're not, um, so long and so wordy that is going to bore you, but I promise you it's, um, it's important for those who want to listen. And this is for all ages because, um, we're learning and we're growing together. Collectively we are, we may be on different levels, but we are all learning and growing together. All right. So the first thing I want to say is, and like I said, it's not in any particular order, but this is just how it's coming to me. Usually I just write stuff down and then, you know, I say what I need to say. Um, simply because I feel like somebody needs it. But anyway, in this state of mind today, all of us, all of us need as much help as we possibly can get from one another. And like I said, when you're humble, you're able to learn um, from somebody. I don't care what position you're in. I don't care what stage in your life you're in. You can always learn from somebody else. And that is just a part of being humble, humble enough to learn and continue to grow because that's the expectation of humanity, quote unquote, <laughs> while being on this earth. The expectation is for you to continue to learn and to grow into your last breath. That's what the expectation is. So let me just um, start with the first thing, um, being mature. Okay, there's a lot of topics and I, I just want to talk about um, these things. Uh, being mature. We're living in a time when many of us um, as family members or parents are treating our children who are grown like children. Okay. And not allowing them to be adults. We coddle them and we don't allow them to find out their own way in life or come up with their own solutions to their own problems. Uh, there's a lot of people that do this. Um, this could be our faults simply because we don't teach our children how to live and survive and thrive in the beginning when they're kids. I'm not talking about how the world is. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how we are and how we um, raise our children. I'm talking about um, how your children can survive in a world that is changing. And I'm going to get more into this later. As we adults who have children need to give our children all of the tools that we have to give them in order for them to survive, not only thrive, but survive. In many situations, 
But many of us don't do this. We spoil our children and we protect them against everything, not knowing or understanding that it's not benefiting them. And not only that, we're not going to always be here. Okay. We must equip our children with everything, especially during these times, because we live in times of uncertainty. We have to be a support to our children without coddling them. Okay. Um, we can also help them make solutions. Okay. We don't have to do the solutions for them. Oh, I'm going to do it for you. This is our problem. This is our problem because um, th there's a lot of children that can't survive today because their parents never taught them to survive. Um, uh, partly because um, some people are spoiled, partly because of uh, the different um, age that you lived in, like um, Generation X, Generations Y, Generation Z. I mean, different generations do different things. They handle situations differently, okay? Um, we can't run to their rescue every time they have problems. Sometimes you have to allow them to figure it out. And this brings me to something that somebody said to me, and I hope that I can um, say this properly. There was somebody, um, this is just like a metaphor, but there was a child or a man or whoever was trying to help a butterfly break free out of the cocoon because when the butterfly uh, metamorphosizes into well, when the uh, when the morph or the um, caterpillar um, metamorphosizes into a butterfly, they have a very hard time trying to get out of the shell. And I mean, a life or death struggle trying to get out of the shell. And one day, somebody picked up a um a um what did I just say? A somebody picked up a morph or a butterfly trying to get out of the cocoon, and they opened it up. And the, um, the morph or the butterfly died. Why? Because the morph slash butterfly, I'll just say butterfly. The butterfly is made to struggle. Okay. It's made to struggle from one part of its life to another. If somebody is helping it, it's not going to survive. And this is the metaphor for us and our children. You're supposed to teach your child exactly the tools that they need. So when they grow up, they're able to deal with life on life's terms, not their own terms. Because while we're in certain situations and the systems that I have spoke about many times, our systems go from the micro system to the meso system to the macro system. Your micro system is just you and your family. This is where your foundation is made. If you're not giving somebody or your children the uh, proper equipment to survive, not only thrive and live to survive, because life is a roller coaster in a fun house. That's why I keep saying it. The roller coaster goes up and down. You don't know where the roller coaster is going to go. And then you're in a fun house. You don't know what's going to pop out. So you, you're on a roller coaster in a fun house where it's dark and stuff is popping out. You got to deal with whatever comes. You as a parent have to be able to equip your children for whatever happens. And unfortunately, 
We are living in the time of uncertainty. We don't know what's going to happen even to us from day to day. So the more a child who is grown, that's your child, like my child is grown. But if I didn't teach my child the foundational things, like how to wash, how to work, how to maintain his house, how to cook, how to do all of that. When stuff hits the fan, what is he going to do? He going to run back to me. And whatever my situation is, now I got to deal with a, a grown blankety blank man. So we as parents have to teach our children the tools when they growing up so that when stuff happens, then they can reach for those tools. Now, I'm not saying don't help them. But what I'm saying is don't coddle them. Don't do everything for them that they don't know how to do um, stuff for themselves. That's not cute. For people uh, whose children growing up in their uh, teens, 20s, 30s, they don't know how to wash. They don't know how to do anything. That's not cute at all. It's not practical and it's not sensible. So we as um, uh parents have to teach our children to be mature in every way in all ways conduct yourself appropriately conduct your business appropriately conduct your life appropriately and your household appropriately we have to know how to do that and know how to instill that in our children okay so that's one thing I want to discuss um uh, many of these topics are um some of them um run into each other and some of them are just somewhere else it's not in any particular order that's what I'm trying to tell you okay um how it came out to me that's how I wrote it down um changing outcomes this is in regards to uh people who are bullies and abusive and people who deal with it we must be proactive if we want someone who is being abused or being bullied. Um, if we want the situation to stop, we have to change the outcome. Okay. Abuse is everybody's business. Everybody's for a child, for a grown up, it's everybody's business and responsibility. Okay. If we know something about abuse or bullying, and we don't say anything about it, we are a part of the problem. And a lot of people, they look at it and go, oh, it's not my business. But guess what? It is your business because what goes around comes around. And I'm going to tell you this. In the children of Israel's um, lives, if they see something or know something and it's um, a negative situation, they will get arrested just by seeing it or knowing it. Mm-hmm. This is how detrimental it is. You already know in the United States, there's two rules for uh, various um, nations. So if somebody in the children of Israel's um, lives sees something and they don't do, some, do something about it, if they know about it, if the police or law enforcement even believes that they was a part of it, they will go to jail. And I say that to say, it automatically happens in our worlds, but to the to the grand scheme of things, if you see something and you know something and you don't do your part 
to deal with the situation, you're a part of the problem. We cannot go on and say, it's not my problem because abuse is everybody's problem. We must stop making excuses, especially if we know that it's happening. This will only come back to us in the long run. Just like I said, when we do such things, it says something about our characters and our morals and our values. If we know someone like this, we must separate ourselves from their actions. And if we don't, we're just like the wicked people that abuse other people. We're no better than they are because we attract who we are, no matter how much we deny it. So if you know somebody that's just being an a-hole, if you know somebody who's abusive, if we know somebody who's destructive, if we know somebody who's pure wickedness and we don't stand up to it, we just as bad as they are. I don't care how much we say, oh no, I don't have nothing to do with it. You're just as bad. And the most high is going to deal with you. And there's a lot of that, especially in the United States. They turn a blind eye to everything. And guess what? It's going to be counted against them. For all those religious people, because there's a whole bunch of religious people, not too many spiritual people, but a lot of zealots. Okay? And I already told you, religion and spirituality is two different things. I don't care what you do, you're a spirit having a physical experience on uh, the physical realm that is earth. What you choose to believe and what you choose to follow is different from being a spirit. You just a spirit here in a physical body. So your belief in whatever else determines whether you're going to be religious or whatever it is. Okay. And you have to act on that religious action. And I ain't going to go too much into that, but um, the point I'm trying to make is um, try to change the outcome and stop separating yourself from something you know that's wrong that you could change or be a part of being a change agent for, okay? Next thing I want to talk about is um, entitlement, which kind of goes um, um, loosely by being mature, but entitlement. We must understand that we are not entitled to anything, no matter how privileged we were brought up uh, and how much we were given in this world as certain individuals. This world will not allow you to stay in your privileged state of mind the larger your world becomes. I already told you about the systems. Simply when privileged people are brought up, they get whatever they want until they have to deal with the rest of the world who doesn't get what they want. And they don't want to be treated and they will not be treated any better by um, the people in the rest of the world. Um, like the, the 1% that's very rich, they were brought up with silver spoons in their mouths. They get whatever they want. They entitled, but the more they become um, integrated with the rest of the world, they're not going to get what they want, especially with the people in the rest of the world, the 99% that don't get what they want. They have to deal with whatever comes just like everybody else. Um, the problem is that many times privileged people have money to handle many things, but not all things. So when they become uncomfortable, this is when it becomes problematic for them. Okay. Cause they don't know how to handle anything that is not involving money. Entitlement is a social construct and it allows people to get very comfortable in their entitlement. The reality is that when you really 
um, that you really don't need anything beyond your basic needs. But since we live in a fleshly society with our fleshly lives, this appeals to many people and it seduces them too. And they desire and treat people in different ways um, when they're entitled, meaning people put people on pedestals that are rich, that are famous, and they disregard regular normal people. And I'll give you an example. There could be somebody starving on the street and somebody who owns a restaurant or somebody who's in a restaurant or somebody who just came out of a restaurant won't give them nothing, not even a nickel if they see them. However, if it's somebody rich or famous that they know, they will let them eat in that restaurant for free. Knowing they're going well, they got more money than them. Does that even make sense? It's also against the most highest law, statutes, precepts, and commands to treat people differently. You're not supposed to. The most high doesn't have favorites, even though he has children that are his lot. If he didn't spare his own son and he's not sparing his lot, who is the children of Israel, what makes you think you better than everybody else? Okay. Entitled people are not humble in any way. They are cutthroat beasts and they don't care about anyone else but themselves. And they're going to get what they deserve. Okay, they're going to get what they deserve. But for those people who are entitled and they trying to change their lives, take this piece of advice and humble yourself. Okay, humble yourself. Now, this is a segue into the entitlement. These are learned behaviors. Okay, you did not wake up and was born with a sense of entitlement. These are all learned behaviors, what I'm getting ready to say right now and these behaviors must change because we live in an atmosphere that anything can happen these learned behaviors are entitlement selfishness being superficial self-centeredness privilege uh being abusive to other people might equals right behavior no matter how wrong it is bullying behavior extremism in any way in every way being spoiled used to get in your way having superiority superiority complexes harassment and intimidation tactics that you use breaking rules one set of rules for a certain set of people and another set of rules for other certain people and that goes on different um, that go that applies to different nations and different socioeconomic uh, systems um, these are all learned behaviors when you're young, um, that contribute to the way that you act. When they're not corrected and you become an adult, you're wicked and reckless. And you are a part of the overall problem that is uh, plaguing humanity, wherever you are. Um, it's just wrong with humans today. Okay. This is, this is, a bad situation with humans who have a sense of entitlement. Um, it's a clash with the haves and the have-nots because there's also uh, a situation that can happen that I'm going to discuss when you are grown up entitled and then everything is taken away from you, okay? Because you get too used to it. We are living in an atmosphere that we don't know what's going to happen. Okay, we living in an unknown, a big question mark looms over all of our heads and we don't know what's going to happen from one minute to, a ne to the next. This is why I say these things that I say. And being um, privileged and having these wicked learned behaviors do not help you. 
okay? You cannot complain when your child grows up and gets into trouble when they have one or more of these traits. Power and wealth go hand in hand, and it also comes with a price and a sacrifice. The question is, what is the root of the purpose of the people being rich and others are not? All right. How are you getting your wealth and, and what did you do to get it? Because I'm sure it's not a it's not something that. Um, was a positive thing. <laughs> Another thing that is loosely based on what I just said is stop comparing your situation to other people's. And this is what a lot of rich people do. I'm going to give you a situation, then I'll I'll keep expounding on what I mean by this. I used to work for the government for a long time in a various branch of the government, right? It was local government. When... Um, Private industry, a lot of times private industry makes way more money than people in the government, okay? Because people in the government are civil servants. Um, when rich people lose their livelihood, well, I'll just say this. When rich people are still living rich and um, living higher off the hog, they entitled and all that. I already told you, they teach their kids how to be selfish, self-centered, wicked, and um, all these other learned behaviors. It's all good. They don't care about nobody else. They don't care about nobody else's situation. None of that, okay? Very little rich people volunteer to give their wealth away in any way. The only reason why um, they would give their wealth away or give certain things away is because of tax purposes. That's why. And I'm not saying everybody, but many times the reason why they do give their wealth away or donate is because of tax purposes. But for those people who do that, um, that's fine but for the most part they don't think about nobody else now in this situation that I'm going to tell you like I said I was working for the government and a lot of rich people there was a situation when rich people was losing their money and the first thing they did because they never thought about us civil service uh, workers because they just thought we were serfs like low on the toes but oh yeah it ain't nothing they just civil servants when they start losing their wealth, the first thing they started complaining about was government. Oh, how can the government make this money and make that money? Now, we never had made more money than what we was making before. But since rich people started losing their wealth, the first thing they did was blame everybody else. That's what they did. They blamed everybody else. It's everybody else's fault. So... Uh, a lot of rich people went into government and tried to dismantle it because they was jealous and um, envious of the little bit of money that the civil service was making because they lost their money. And that's what they do. They'll start talking about everybody else when they lose their money. But if they don't lose their money, nobody else matters. That's what they do. Okay, so I'm saying in this case, don't compare yourself to somebody else. Uh, sometimes I watch, well, I watch YouTube a lot, but not so much that I know everybody's uh, YouTube channel or nothing like that. There are certain people that I do listen to and I keep my ear to the YouTube streets. I do. But um, this one YouTuber was showing people that um, people are complaining nowadays. 
they complaining of how much they don't have and not being grateful and thankful for the things that they do have. One particular person was saying, okay, well, I make six figures, me and my husband, and I can't believe we can't afford this and that. I mean, we have two cars and we have a house and we able to afford things, but I can't believe how um, certain situations are and how we can't survive enough off the six figure salary that we have and this and that and this and that. The first thing people do is complain about what they don't have. They are never satisfied about the things they do have. Now, a lot of times these people are complaining to people who don't even have that. And I said this metaphor before, and I'm going to say it again. There were people who complained about the holes in their shoes always until they met somebody who didn't have feet. You have to be grateful for the stuff you do have. Stop worrying about what you don't have. Focus on the things that you do have. Everything you have is a blessing. I don't care what level you're on. I don't care what socioeconomic level you are. I don't care who you are. You have to be um, grateful for everything you get. I don't care what it is. You have to be. Or everything's going to be taken away from you. And it's going to be counted against you. This is what's wrong with people. Nobody is never satisfied. And unfortunately, rich people are the most um, dissatisfied with their situation. How can you complain when there's 1% of the rich people and 99% of the poor and most um, middle class, quote unquote, people are uh, being more um, and more the uh, top of the poor? the richest part of the poor, just like um, the 1%, there's poor rich people, okay? And just like uh, in the 99%, there's um, really poor, poor people. And then there's different scales of poor people. That's what it's turning out to be. But for you to get on social media and say that you're not happy because you don't like the car that you drive it, even though you and everybody in your house got a house, uh, everybody in your house has a car. It's not the best car. You have a house and it's not the best house. You got food on your table, but it's not what you want. How can you complain about that when there's so many people that don't have a house, that don't have a car, that don't have food? How are you complaining? I just, I don't understand it. And then you compare yourself to other people. Everybody's not the same. And that leads me to another story. Like I said, when I was working for the government, and I was working for several parts of the government, but when I was working for a particular part of the government, people would come in and they would apply for services. The first thing somebody would do, and this is a lot of people who work in government, the first thing they would do, they would see a cell phone or something somebody else has, had, somebody else has, and they would complain about it. Well, how come they coming in here for services and I see their cell phone is better than mine? Why are you in these people's business? You don't know what that person did to get that cell phone. You don't know what they had to go through. Why is everybody in everybody else's business? This is the problem with us collectively. This is the problem. Stop comparing yourself and your situation to other people. Stop worrying about what other people have. While you're in other people's business, you could be working on your own situation. 
while you enthralled in somebody else's nonsense and you taking all your energy for somebody else's business, you could be taking that same energy and improving your own situation. Okay. And this happens many times with people of privilege. When they have money, they don't give two craps. But when they lose their money, either they commit, you know what, or they focus on what other people got and they get angry. We got to stop doing that. And I'm not, I'm not saying it for me because I ain't rich it by any means, but people of um, means, people of wealth, they got to stop. They got to stop. We living in times of uncertainty. Everybody's going to go through ups and downs. And, um, you know, it just brings me back to learning how to survive. I mean, thriving and living is great, but you also have to learn how to survive. And if you don't know how to survive, then you're going to lose it and you're going to commit the S. I already, you know, I, I don't want to say it, even though I probably can. You're going to co commit the S and off yourself because you don't know how to survive. And I'm telling you, being poor is not the worst thing in the world, but some people believe it's near death. <laughs> I mean, I, I just laugh because people are ridiculous. Especially people who was born with silver spoons in their mouth. I'm going to move on. <laughs> be humble. People need to be hum humble. I mean, uh, there's a lot to be said for being humble. Okay. Um, be humble about who you are and how you live. We're living in a time of uncertainty, like I keep saying. And we must focus on staying this way in order to thrive in these uncertain times. I mean, being humble um, in how you can learn from other people, being humble in what you have, being humble and loving and respecting other people and not um, acting like you so much better than them and being entitled. Remember, these are learned behaviors. You got to change your mind from being self-centered and thinking the whole universe revolves around you and be humble. Uh, humility will give you um, much more favor than being humble and haughty. I mean, being um, haughty and stiff-necked. Okay. Um, that's That was number six. Number seven, I already talked about this, but I'm going to say it again because this is how important it is. Um, learning how to prioritize and budget. Like I said, the lady who was complaining about everything, when she clearly described her being a middle-class person, she still wasn't happy. She wasn't humble. <laughs> okay. As a matter of fact, it was like she was slapping people in the face because she still wasn't happy with what she had. Um, Back to what I was saying, learn how to prioritize and budget. That goes hand in hand. What are your priorities? Your priorities um, um, in terms of your budget should not supersede your, finance, your finances. Learn how to prioritize. If you make $20,000 a year, you should not be going out trying to buy a BMW, a Mercedes, trying to buy something or trying to buy the latest uh, clothes for every season. You shouldn't be doing that. Your priorities should be appropriate to you, to your financial uh, living level. 
Meaning if you live in an apartment and your um your apartment is $1,100, $1,200, whatever it is, you have to be able to cope or be able to um budget your money appropriately, okay? And, and this means, okay, I need somewhere to live. This is, means focusing on your basic needs. Depending upon your financial situation, you have to focus on the basic needs because after the basic needs, everything else is just some um, added for your own um, pleasure. You must focus on your basic needs first, okay? That's some way to live, something to put in your belly, food, shelter, companionship, and sex. That's it. And when I say sex, I mean, you know, ha having that companion and, and being able to um, comfort each other and blah, blah, blah. Those are your basic needs. Those are basic needs. Everything else is just something added. Okay. So running out and getting all the rest of this stuff, you're not, um, you're really not making yourself happy. What you're trying to do is prove to other people that you could get it because that's how this society is. They're about showboating. They're about showing other people, oh, I can get it because social media is teaching us this. Media is teaching us this. Media is telling us and brainwashing us and telling us um, that we need this, we need that. Every six months, we need to get a new phone. We need to do this. Oh, yeah, we need the latest X, Y, Z. You are being led by social media and being brainwashed. So if you complaining about stuff and you do have means, like I'm going to go back to the lady who made the six figures, her and her husband complaining about, oh, I can't understand why I'm struggling. Maybe you need to um, reevaluate your priorities, ma'am. Yeah. Because that's the person complaining about the holes in their shoes and they're complaining to the people who don't have feet. Does Do people even care? To the average person, that sounds like rich people's problems. Okay. Learn how to prioritize and budget, budget. Just like I said the last time, this is very important because as I mentioned on more than one occasion, this is why I continue to mention it. I continue to mention it because your priority should be on your basic needs and then everything else is just added extra. If you got food, on the table, if you could pay your um, mortgage and the bills that go with the mortgage and pay your car note, there you go. Okay, you got a place to live. You got food on the table. You got clothes on your back. There you go. Everything else is everything else. You don't have to have two cars. Somebody take the bus. Somebody take the train. Shoot, as a matter of fact, there's many people who do. And you complaining because you have two cars, but you don't have the highest rated car. I mean, I, I don't get it. It is what it is. But like I said, um, learn how to priority, prioritize and budget. And this is a segue to uh, number eight. Stop blaming other people for your nonsense. Stop blaming other people for your nonsense. It's time to grow up and take responsibility, all of us. The all the. Uh, let me say it in a way. Um, let me just calm down so I can say it in a proper way. Everyone 
who's pointing fingers at other people and and saying, oh, it's your fault, because there's many people that do that. There's a lot of people who refuse to see their own faults, their own mistakes, their own shortcomings, and they blame everybody else. Oh, no, I didn't know. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. It's always an excuse, and it's never um, brought to them, and they're not humble enough to say, well, maybe I had something to do with it. They're not able to say to themselves, well, maybe um, I could have did something different or maybe I should have investigated this or maybe I, they don't look at themselves. They keep looking at everything else and they keep making excuses about everything so that they don't have to um, be responsible. And this gets very tiring after a while. Okay, it's time for you to grow up and take responsibility for your mistakes, because that's what they are mistakes. Some people refuse to take responsibility and make up any and every excuse not to take the accountability. And you should stay away from those people, those people who do that, they toxic, stay away from them. Okay, if you are that person, you need to get your life in order. Okay. Or you'll find yourself by yourself. Our lives are about making mistakes and learning from them. When you refuse to take responsibility, it will be your own downfall in the end. It also is a testament of what type of person you are. Even though you believe in your head that you're a good, upright person, your actions state otherwise. You're not of good character. And you keep going on like, oh, no, I didn't know. Oh, this happened. That happened over and over and over and over. That's the excuse. I didn't know. Or I didn't do it. Or it wasn't me. Or this person did it. When you point one finger at one person or anybody, three fingers are being pointed back at you. Nobody's persecuting you. It's a mistake that has to be looked at and needs to be corrected. And the person needs to correct it. And when they don't correct it or they refuse to correct it, for those people who keep getting the brunt of it, they need to walk away. They need to walk away until this person or persons grow up and understand there are things that um, you contribute to. There are things that are your fault. And you refuse to see it. And nobody's going to deal with you until you can um, come to the realization that it's you. It's you. And you need to get your life together. Okay? So like I said, stop blaming other people for your nonsense. Get a life, get a clue, and grow up. Number nine. Self-care. Guys, we got to take care of ourselves. We have to learn to take care of ourselves. Um, I can't speak for anybody else outside the United States, but I'm sure there's a lot of people in their countries that work very hard. And I mean, sometimes so hard that they die of exhaustion. There's literally people dying of exhaustion. I mean, they work, 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 work. I mean, they work. We do that in the United States too. And a lot of times it's unrealistic. Our bosses, even today, our bosses expect us to work every five minutes, literally. And 
more and more that people are working from home, the expectation is getting more and more, more um, unrealistic. Like you used to be able to, or used to have to work your seven and a half hours or even eight, depending on who's abusing you. Because I know in the United States, labor laws is for you working every four, three to four hours, probably. I want to say three to four hours, maybe five. You're supposed to get a break. But if you work at eight hours, one of those hours, you get an hour break or half an hour or 45 minutes. That's how it works. I can't remember off the top of my head, the whole labor law, but I do know it. And I had to know it simply because people try to get away with murder and they will, if you don't know your rights. I already told you I'm a, a very resourceful person. And if I got to memorize something, I will, especially if somebody's trying to take advantage of me. And it has happened in the past. Somebody tried to take advantage. So I have to learn the laws so I can recite the laws and put them in place if somebody's trying me. Anyway, I say that to say we work in the United States and um, things are changing now because people are walking off their job. But like I said, when you're working from home, the expectation is for you to work around the clock. And I would say this, somebody I know and love very dearly, they used to work... Um, eight hours a day, sometimes nine, even though they wasn't getting um, overtime pay. And by law, you supposed to, but they, they don't fight it. But now that the person is working at home, they have, the expectation is that they working around the clock. If somebody, their supervisor or boss calls, okay, they supposed to get off at five or six. If somebody call at seven or eight, they supposed to be available. Are you getting paid for that? And like I said, by labor laws, it's against the law. But more and more, these bosses are doing this. And they wonder why people are walking off the job. It's really bad, especially in the United States. So like I said, when you're, when you're being badgered, when you're being abused in the job, when you are being taken advantage of as far as time is concerned, because you know time is money there um and this is actually true this was um by if you go to the department of labor website they know and understand that um uh businesses and corporations are taking advantage of people and they steal people's time and they accumulate more money the um the government understands this and they know this but people are not complaining cuz they're fearful and this brings me to the self-care. If you keep working and giving your whole life to the job, and then you got to go home and then take care of the house, take care of the kids, take care of everything, how much time are you spending for you? And I know there's many times I have told people in my professional life and in my personal life, you have to take care of you because you keep taking care of everybody else. But if you break down and you die, what's going to happen to everybody else? If they depending on you and you keep going and going and going and going and you're not taking care of yourself when you're not able to go anymore, what's going to happen to everybody else? I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a story. This is a true story too. Where I used to work because I worked at my job 
jobs, I'll say, because I worked for the government, but in different sectors. I worked at my job for many, many, many years. When I say many, I mean many in different departments. And I have a lot of stories. <laughs> but for this particular story, I was working in a department and everybody was working around the clock, literally. And a lot of times you sat at your desk and used your hour to sit at the desk so that you could be back on time. That's what a lot of people did. But there was a lot of people who did, um, they abused the hour. But for the most part, many people just sat at their desk because it didn't make sense to go out and go get something to eat, not unless you brought something to work. And then you just microwaved it and sat at your desk. And that's what a lot of people did. So there was people that would do that all the time. And they would give, and they would still be working. They would give their hour to the government. While they're sitting there eating, they're still working. Okay? So nobody's saying nothing while you're still working. But don't come back 10 minutes later, honey, because you're going to get penalized. But I say that to say, while people's using their hours for the government, still giving them their um, their time, um, they don't have, uh, they're not taking time for themselves at all. So this lady used to do this for many years when I was in this particular department and guess what? She didn't take vacation. She didn't do nothing. She will always plan to take vacations, but she never did. And I'm talking about real time for herself. She had a lot of time and she would come in all the time. She'd take care of her kids and stuff like that, but she would have like lengthy days. So I knew this person, lengthy days. And so she would just come and she wouldn't have no real vacation. Maybe she'll go somewhere for the weekend or wherever else, but it wouldn't take, it wouldn't be the time that she was allotted throughout the year. So it got like this for many years. And then one day the lady had a stroke at her job. She had a stroke in the seat that she was sitting in and she died right in the seat that she was sitting in. And I will tell you this, when they took that lady out of there, it wasn't three days later until the next week. I think it happened maybe on a Tuesday or Wednesday, maybe something like that. It wasn't even a whole week later that she was replaced. Uh-huh. So I say this to say, self-care is important. Take time for yourself. It's not selfish to take time for yourself because if you taking care of everything, you must have time for yourself so that you can have the ability to take care of everybody else, okay? Make quality time for yourself, okay? If you don't take the breaks and you don't have this time to replenish your spirit and give your soul a rest, every once in a while, then you're going to perish. You're going to perish. You are. It's not selfish to take a break, okay? Do not feel um, like the whole world's going to crumble when you take a break. Do not feel like, oh my goodness, I feel so guilty if I take this break. No, you're entitled to take a break. That's what's wrong with us. We try to do everything. And this happens with a lot of females. We try to do everything for everybody and we neglect ourselves. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. It is not selfish to take time for yourself every once in a while. Okay? If we don't take time for ourselves, we, know, we will not be able to do anything for anybody else. Even our most cherished loved ones. We have to. We have to take time for ourselves. I don't care what it is. Take time for yourself. Stop running around like a chicken with your head cut off 
and take time for yourself. You don't owe nobody nothing. Honestly, you don't. You owe yourself because you're committed to things, but you don't owe nobody nothing. The only one you owe is the most high. Okay? Because he sent his son to be sacrificed for you. Aside from that, you don't owe nobody nothing. You're committed to things. You want to do things for people because you love them. But you need to look at yourself too. Take time for yourself too. Okay? There's a lot of people that die doing stuff for other people. And they don't do stuff for themselves. Okay? Um, now I'm going to talk about something that's real big. Ooh, I'm going to talk about something that's big right now. This is huge, what I'm going to say. It's huge. And I'm going to be real specific about it. And one day I'm going to do a whole lesson on it. But right now, I'm just pointing it out. Remember, this is all food for thought. This is number 10. Common sense. Ooh. We already know common sense ain't common. Mm-mm. So where did common sense go? Okay. Where did common sense go? Have we been teaching our children common sense? As I always say, common sense is a muscle that needs to be exercised. And if it's not exercised, it becomes atrophied and it can't be used. Think of a muscle that, say like you hurt yourself and then you just don't exercise the muscle. You don't go to physical therapy. You don't bring it back to life. It dies. That's exactly what a lot of people's common sense did, die. Because it was never used or exercised. Okay. Many, many people have not used their common sense. Either they don't have it or they just never used it. They just left it alone. They simply don't have it. A lot of people don't. The scriptures also state that wisdom will withdraw in the last days. So if there's no wisdom, which is the spirit, it definitely ain't coming to you because you don't have no common sense. Common sense comes before wisdom. Wisdom is a spirit. Common sense is just a fleshly thing that you should know. It's a fleshly thing that you should be teaching your kids. Mm -hmm. Common sense needs to be taught and exercised. Okay. The definition of common sense is this. Common sense, and this is from Bing, the AI. Common sense is sound practical judgment concerning everyday matters or a basic ability to perceive, understand, and judge in a matter that is shared by nearly all people. Nearly all people, as you, as you heard me say, okay? Not all people. It can be described as the knack for seeing things as they are and doing things as they ought to be done. Common sense tells us that social and emotional skills help individuals have more fulfilling lives. It is sound and prudent judgment based on a simple perception of a situation or facts. That's what common sense are, is. Do you know a lot of people who are able to discern such things? A lot of people are not. A lot of people don't have the common sense that the most high gave a worm. And worms have a lot of common sense. You know why? Because they know exactly what they're supposed to do. They do what they're supposed to do until the day they die. 
not unless they go out in the rain and stay there and dry up. That's when they don't have common sense because they could just bury themselves in the ground and keep doing what they've been doing. And the reason why some of them get dried up is because they get caught out there when the rain comes and they come out, they get caught out in the middle of the ground. I mean, you know, concrete, and then they not able to get themselves back in the ground so that they could keep doing whatever they are doing. That's when they get caught out there and they don't have no big on common sense. But for the most part, worms even have common sense. So a lot of us as human beings, we don't have that common sense. So, you know, if you don't have common sense, because common sense ain't common, because it has to be taught. I already told you, a lot of people don't have it to teach nobody. When you don't have the common sense, you don't teach the common sense. The common sense is not built up. It's like I said, a muscle that is strong. They don't have the common sense to build up. And then discernment can't get there because common sense ain't there. That's how vital it is. Common sense is vital and people really need to learn some common sense. Unfortunately, it's going to get worse and worse. It is because the scriptures say it. Because common sense is first before uh, spiritual discernment. There has to be some kind of foundation. Anyway, number 11, let me get um, give me a break. I mean, a water break before I say number 11, which is the last thing. Okay. Number 11 is sums up everything. Learning how to survive in these times. We in the United States and abroad will have to learn how to change our current behavior in the way that we live and learn some different abstract ways of maintaining ourselves in this climate. And what do I mean by that? We must either learn survival skills or put into place our survival skills if we were taught survival skills. And this means budgeting with common sense. We have to change our minds in the ways that we are currently living and become more budget conscious. This is going to seem difficult, but it's not impossible. However, it takes work to be able to change our habits because for many of us, our finances will most likely not increase unless we make it happen, okay? And making it happen is getting other jobs or uh, doing something to increase our financial situations, okay? This is just the truth of the matter. Unfortunately, it is nobody's responsibility to care for us. For many of us who grew up poor, we were taught to survive in various ways. And that's the truth, many of us, unless you don't have no common sense. Anyway, we can actually um, do it if we put that into practice. But in today's times, when social media has taken over our lives, things are thrown in our faces and we are seduced into believing that we can make easy money and how wonderful it is to have money. So naturally, we become lustful and we cover other people's stuff not knowing or understanding that in many cases this is just smoke and mirrors we must come out of the world like the most high says and focus on him and this way we will not be so easily seduced by the nonsense that is our capitalistic society okay because we are seduced 
the people on social media that make everything look so easy about, um, oh, you can do this and you can do that. And um, they showing you an easy way. A lot of times it's more to it than which meets the eye. And we do get seduced into thinking, oh, shoot, I could do that. If this person's doing it, I could do it. And the truth is, a lot of times you're not going to be able to do it because what they're doing is not fully truth. They're just showing you smoke and mirrors. They're showing you a fantasy. And you're falling for it hook, line, and sinker. And since you're not a fish, because the metaphor of hook, line, and sinker is to catch a fish. If you're not a fish, don't fall for it. Okay, there's many other things that I can say, but all of these things relate to one another. And as I continue to give you more food for thought, because I know somebody needs this. You need to learn that we are living in a changing society and it's not changing for the better. I already told you by giving you um, scriptural lessons every day, by giving you um world news and updates by uploading people's um, food for thought and um, people giving you information and presenting things so that you could be aware. I do all of this in every way possible, mind, body, soul, and spirit. I do everything on this platform to get you to understand that this world is changing and things are going in a negative direction. I also give you the tools to search for the most high and walk with him because time is running out. I say these things because I care and because the most high has chosen me in my ministry to give you what I got. And other people are doing the same thing. And I have to rep for not only myself, but other people too. We're not in this alone. We're all in this together and we're supposed to help one another, all of us both flocks because nine times out of ten it ain't nobody um who's a heathen who's listening to me because they don't care it's the two flocks that's listening to me it may be a, a, a um a troll or two but even the trolls learn something if they humble enough so that's all i got today um i hope that you are able to take these topics and add them to your life i hope that you're able to learn something um next week hopefully y'all willing i'll just go back to um doing the um the lessons i had a good lesson today but i'll save it for next week it's not a big deal um i hope that you enjoy your wednesday and i hope all is well with you i hope that you're able to enjoy your family and um meditate on the word and walk with the most high um and enjoy your day and until next time hi trying to contact me regarding a question comment or concern well you got two ways of doing so the first way is you can email me at cliffnote Q&A at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliff note, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description 
on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. to hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks. Hey, don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed. And it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks.